Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. They repair what they sell and don't in their full-time repair shop. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. B&B Propane and the family of jet stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On today's episode, I'm visiting with author Ashley Beach, and we are going to discuss her recently released new book, Heart of God, along with her books that she's also had out for a while, Beauty Restored, Beauty Redeemed, and Beauty Reborn. Hey, Ashley, welcome back to Southeast Iowa today. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's always good to have Denver, Colorado's own Ashley Beach, the author, on the program. It's great to be here. I love being back. Good, good. Now, um, just to kind of update my uh, audience, I'm going to just kind of go over the books that you have already written and um, and including your new release. And they are Beauty Restored, A Winter Solstice Chronicle, Beauty Redeemed, A Spring Equinox Chronicle, Beauty Reborn, A Summer Solstice Chronicle, uh, Beauty Revealed is coming in 2023 as the fourth of that series. And then you've gone off and released a new book already uh, this month on August 8th of 2023 on my birthday, Heart of God. So congratulations. Thank you. Yep, and happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to get a happy birthday, but that was nice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to let our listeners know, I actually got to uh, be on a book tour back in May with Ashley in Iowa, and we were in Oskaloosa, uh, Marshalltown, and Grinnell three days in a row. And so we got to uh, be in the bookstores together and uh, got to know each other and uh, watched each other sell books and helped each other sell books. So it was really neat. And uh, with the uh, release of Heart of God, I was like, I've got to have you back on to talk about that. So welcome aboard. And also, I do want to, while we have this conversation, talk about the uh, beauty series as well. But let's talk a little bit about Heart of God first. Yeah, so Heart of God is a new series that, uh, like John said, just released on August 8th. And it's the first book in the series. Uh, the whole series is also going to be called Heart of God, so not to be confusing, but the first book is also called Heart of God. Um, this series is quite different than my other series. Uh, my other series is definitely more of a fairy tale fantasy feel, and this is a modern-day Christian adventure series. 
and I've been kind of touting it as kind of like a biblical national treasure. And so the characters just go on searches and quests to find artifacts that prove the existence of God in the Bible. And they also face trials of any kind that test their faith. And so it's a faith journey for all of the characters as well. Well, that's really interesting. So you've got a uh, fictitious adventure story mixed in with true verses and um, mentions from the Bible. Yes. Yep. Very cool. So um, how do you how do you have so much stuff in your head that you're able to get out onto the onto print and uh, get published and um, have it out there for folks to read? Yeah, uh, mostly what I can say is that it's just been God giving me these stories, and I've just been faithful in writing them down and getting them out there as quickly as I can, but I've always just had a very vivid imagination, and I guess this is the outpouring of that as well. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Now, when you when you sit down to write, now you said you have uh, have this in your head, and you feel that God puts it in your head, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, are you like at at work at your other job throughout the day and something comes up and you have to hurry up and jot something down is it in the still of the night and you get woke up and you have a notepad next to your bed that you write in or or do you sit down and say okay i'm going to be right here at my laptop and i'm just going to start typing what how what kind of process do you go through yeah um Usually I have things in my head for quite a while. I just kind of let it ruminate, kind of twirl around in my head for a while before I actually put it to paper. But um, as the ideas start to develop and I start to get more and more ideas, I definitely write them down. And if it's something that I feel I will forget, I definitely write it down right then. I either text it to myself or open up my notes on my Google Drive or something and just do it if I'm not at a place to just write it out. And then usually my brain holds on to it until I'm ready to just write it. And when I write it, it just usually starts flowing pretty good, so, which is awesome right now. It is awesome. Uh, it, it's it's incredible because a lot of people, um, you know, I've actually had somebody tell me or that they've had other people say, well, anybody can write a book. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true, <laughs> but not not every- <laughs> But he will write a book. Right, and, exactly. And actually get a book published and have it available for the world to to read. So it's really quite an accomplishment. So my right. hands off to you. Thank you. <laughs> now as far as um as far as Heart of God, um would you be willing to I mean, how often do we get to hear straight from an author unless we were maybe at a, uh, you know, some place where you might be speaking and this opportunity might come. But would you be willing to read us an excerpt from Heart of God? I definitely would. Uh, Would you like me to go ahead and start now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll read a little bit of Chapter 1 and uh, just enough to get people's appetite wet, I guess. (laughs) Okay. All right. Twelve-year-old Selah poured part of her water bottle over the hot sand before pressing the sand together between her hands to form a wall in the sand house she was building. A deafening explosion sounded from the dig site where her parents had been, causing her sand wall to fall. Worry clenched Selah's stomach as as her eyes watched a plume of black smoke fill the air. She stood and ran towards the explosion. 
She stopped when she reached the entrance to the tunnel. The, excav the excavation team had dug out to provide access to the ancient room her parents had found. Her parents had always told her to stay out of the work areas since they were all, weren't always stable. So she had never ventured very far into any of them, but she had to find her mama and daddy. Mama, daddy, she called out amidst the swirling dust as she stepped cautiously into the tunnel. The tunnel was dark and she couldn't see very far in front of her with the dust that had been stirred up from the explosion. Mommy, she called again. The sound of muffled voices further into the tunnel drew her deeper into the underground site. Feeling her way along the wall of the tunnel since she couldn't see much through the dusty darkness, she eventually caught sight of an orange glow ahead of her. That's where her parents must be. Sayla pressed on into the cave, determined to find her parents and make sure they were safe. Give me the artifact, Daniel, she heard a gruff voice round out the words. No, such a rare artifact would be destroyed in your hands, Sayla heard the voice of her father reply. Don't be a fool, Daniel. This whole place is going to go up any minute. Give me the artifact and I'll let you and your wife go. Never. Sayla stepped into the large columned doorway of the cavernous room that was a picture out of a history book with its large pillars that held up the ancient ceiling and the broken chunks of stone and old era furniture that sat in just disheveled pieces around the room. Her mother looked up and caught her eye. Her eyes grew wide. Sayla, get out of here now, her mother yelled. The unusually strained and forceful tone in her mother's voice stunned Sayla. Her mother had hardly ever yelled at her, even when she was in trouble. She wasn't sure how to react. It looked like her parents were in trouble, but her mother seemed upset that she had come to help. Sayla caught her father's eye as, she, as he looked at her. Sayla Bear, go back to the camp, sweetie, he said gently. Not without you, Sayla responded, scared of what was happening. Her father held her gaze and reassured her. We will be right behind you, sunshine. Go. Sayla shot an unsettled glance between her parents and the man that stood with his back to her. Go, her father gently urged again. Sayla looked at her parents one last time, still worried about leaving them. Reluctantly, she slowly turned and ran back through the tunnel towards the entrance. As she reached the entrance, another explosion sounded behind her, flinging her out onto the burning sand. Sayla sat up suddenly in bed and took in a sharp breath. Sweat ran down her face and chest as her breathing came out in short, panicked huffs from the terrifying images in her dream. She could feel her heart racing and knew within an instant that the nightmare had triggered a full-fledged panic attack. She frantically reached for the prescription bottle her doctor had given her to help when her attacks got out of control. In her haste to grab her orange prescription bottle, she knocked over the unopened water bottle she kept on the nightstand for nights like this. She fumbled with the safety lid until she was finally able to pinch it just right and get it twisted off. Feeling a growing agitation at how long it was taking her to get her medicine, she quickly dumped two pills into her hand and lifted a shaky hand to her mouth, threw the pills back, and opened the water bottle to wash them down. Sayla drained the water bottle and sat on the edge of her bed for a few moments, trying to normalize her breathing while the pills took effect. Her breathing finally slowed and was almost back to normal, despite the still racing feelings she felt in her veins from the recurring nightmare. Sayla cautiously pushed herself up from the bed and stood, up, stood holding onto her nightstand for a moment worried her muscles might give out or cramp up with how tense they had been. When she was certain she could stand without collapsing or her muscles seizing up, 
She grabbed a terry cloth robe that sat at the end of the, her bed and slipped her feet into her pale pink slippers before shuffling out to the small kitchen in her apartment. She grabbed the electric tea kettle from its warmer and filled it to the one cup line before returning it and turning it on. Rummaging through her boxes of tea in the cupboard, she found the one she was looking for, sleek tea with chamomile to help calm her still edgy nerves. She pulled a mug off the silver mug tree on her counter and put the tea bag in it while she waited for the kettle to boil. After a few minutes, the kettle whistled, letting her know the water was ready. She picked up the kettle and poured the boiling water over her tea bag before carrying the steaming mug to the stuffed chair that sat near her window and faced in towards her sitting area. Snuggling into the chair, she pulled her steaming mug close, blowing it on it to help cool it off enough to drink. She leaned her head back into the comfy chair and stared up at the picture of her parents that sat on her mantle. I miss you both so much, she whispered before she took a sip of her tea. Her left wrist twinged, causing her to grimace. She sat her mug down on the little side table beside her chair and rolled the sleeve of her robe away from her wrist, rubbing the aching scars that still hurt occasionally from the explosion 15 years before. The explosion had been so forceful and close, some of the flames had caught her sweater that she had tied around her waist and burned her skin when she had been thrust out of the cave. The burnt scars on her shoulder didn't normally hurt, but the ones that encompassed her wrist still ached on occasion. The dull aching lessened after a few moments, so she picked up her tea and drank some more, allowing the soothing liquid to infiltrate her body and spread its calming warmth throughout. When she finished the last of her tea, she stood up and stepped up to the mantel, placing a gentle kiss on her fingertips that she transferred to her parents' smiling faces in the photo. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. I love you. A disheartened sigh escaped Sayla's lips as her fingers lingered on the treasured photo for a few more moments her heart wishing more than anything that she could be with them again. After burying the image of the familiar photo into her mind for probably the millionth time, she placed her mug on the counter and went back to her room to hopefully get more restful sleep than she had gotten the first half of the night. Wow. That, ladies and gentlemen, is author Ashley Beach uh, reading to us the first chapter Chapter One of Heart of God. Well, that's a. I want to hear more. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> <read more. laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking there. You know, I was. I, poor Sela was. You know, told to get out of that uh, archaeo- archaeological cavern and yep. headed back. Her parents were in great danger, and the next thing you know. Uh, She's an adult, and uh, it's yep. like, what's going on? What happened? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the author, and the author says, "Yep." <laughs> yeah. Uh, You'll have to read more to find out. Yes, that is. Well, tell folks uh, who your publisher is, and where they can find Heart of God. Yeah. So Heart of God. Uh, this time, it went through a company called Westbow Press. Uh, that's a self-dust publishing division under Zondervan and Thomas Nelson. Uh, you can find it on Westbow's website, or you can find it on my website. My website is beautyrestored.org. I have all of my books on there with links to buy them on Amazon or the publisher or directly from me. Um, obviously, like I said, it's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and pretty much anywhere you can find books online. That is awesome. So, folks, um, I will also 
in the description of this episode, I will have a link to Ashley's website as well. So we'll have that there for you in case uh, you didn't have your pencil ready. But the good thing about podcasts is when you don't have your pencil ready, you can just back it up and uh, play it again, and it's right there for you. Or back it up and play the whole episode again. I like that, too. (laughs) Now, Ashley, what in your personality has driven you or pushed you or guided you to be an author and to write like you have written? Um, I've always loved story and um, I was fortunate in high school and in college to have professors. I actually did theater in both high school and college. And both of my professors in the theater department really emphasized the importance of story and just how they even portrayed secular theater in the light of the gospel. And so that's really impacted me over the years. And I've always loved the idea of being able to find that deeper story within other stories. And so that's a lot of what drives my writing is just being able to portray the gospel and portray like our walks with God in a different light that's hopefully encouraging to others and just kind of share things that I've experienced in my own personal life to let people know you're not alone struggling with different things, but also just point people to Christ who may have never heard of him before, don't have that personal relationship with him. That's wonderful. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it becomes a ministry in a way as well, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, this past weekend, I think, you were on a tour for uh, Heart of God. Were you in yeah. Kansas? Is that right? Yeah, I was in Derby, Kansas. It's just right outside of Wichita, Kansas. Okay, okay. And yeah. so how long of a drive was that, or did you fly um, from Colorado? Uh, we drove. It was just about seven hours, which was shorter than our some of the other trips we've taken. So. Shorter than the Iowa trip. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh so were you were you at a bookstore there or what where did you where did you have your um I was actually at the local library in Derby. So my college roommate from Calvary University when I attended there, um, when I got back from the book signing in Iowa, she actually reached out and was like, Would you ever come out here and do one? And I'm like, Yeah, of course, I would love to. So uh she had well, connections with the library out there and got me hooked up out there. So went out and got to spend some time with her as well and Hang out so at now the Derby the, Library on Saturday. That's cool. Now, are the folks that are patrons of the uh, Dirt Kansas Library, are they able to now get copies of your books at their library? Yes. Uh, they're going to be getting them into circulation soon. So that's they should be available great. for people to check out there as well. Um, being an author myself, it is just a wonderful feeling when you know that uh, – your story is going to be seen by, by yes. people. And it, it's wonderful. And, and congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, if uh, someone was listening right now, mm-hmm. young, older, in between, uh, and they might be aspiring writers, what type of, of advice would you give them? Yeah, so when I first started writing, obviously I'd never done like any formal training to become an author. Um, I just always loved reading and loved 
good stories, whether it's movies, theater, whatever, TV, or books. And so uh, when I first started, I did all like the Googling, interesting researching of how do you become an author? What do you need to write a book and all these different things? And there's a lot of information out there right now. And um, it kind of got to this point where it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. And there's so much information and so many things you have to do or need to include and all this stuff. And it finally came to the point for me where I was just kind of like, you know what, people like C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien or Jane Austen or all the old great classic literature authors that we still read today, they didn't have all of this information out there kind of bombarding them and they just had stories to tell and they told them through their books and stuff. So um, it kind of came to a point where I was just like, all right, I took some things and then other things you take as a grain of salt, but Ultimately, I feel like if you have a story to tell, you should just tell it. And yes, it may be scary to kind of put yourself out there or kind of try to write that in a book form. But um, if you have a story to tell, I would just encourage anyone to tell it. I think that is really great advice. And what I would add to that is, you know, we're all taught to be humble. We're all taught to, you know, be quiet, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But you write a book, your biggest promoter, there is, will never ever be a bigger promoter of your work than yourself. Because a a publisher, they, you know, whether you do self-publishing or a hybrid of self-publishing or traditional publishing, they only go so far. They get you started, Mm -hmm. but to to get your name and your book's name and your story out there, it's not a sprint, is it? It's a marathon. It is. Yep, it definitely is. I mean, that's what I mean. You do everything from going to the book signings to to talking to some guy who's got a podcast and, right. and anything, <laughs> anything in between to get yep. that word. Out. So that is something for for writers of any age that you need to. Get over being shy as much mm-hmm. as you can, yep. and you've got to you got to jump into the deep end of the pool. You know, feet first, go for it, right? Yep, definitely. And I will attest to that. I am definitely more of an introverted, shy person, unless I'm in theater. All my theater friends think that's focus because I'm very loud in theater. But um, as in general, I'm a very shy person, and so doing like the in-person things or being vulnerable with people or being open with people has been a stretch for me and it's been a growing period for me during this writing journey for sure. Well, how but, do you how do you have such a contrast where you're you're quiet or more introverted when you're in the public talking about your book but you can get up on a stage and be a totally different character and be out in front of everybody yeah uh, most people uh, how i think can, it's I just because do... it's not me on stage i'm more doing a character and so i'm telling that person's story i'm not telling my own personal story and i think that's a big difference for me so when but... you're when you when you're out on the book tour do you have to tell yourself okay now i am the character of author ashley b mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've definitely had to just kind of get over that and kind of just become more comfortable with sharing my story. And um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And so 
it's definitely become easier over the last few months and year, but yeah, that's definitely so was kind of, a struggle for me from the beginning. But so, <laughs> so it's kind of like the Nike slogan, "Just do it." Yep. <laughs> I have to just jump in there and go for it. <laughs> yeah. And the neat thing is, you know, when you've done when you've done good work, uh a lot of people will be pulling for you. So mm-hmm. and the people that come there to meet you at these events, they want to be a part of your success. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Now, talking about that, I know as an author and I've talked to other authors about it, and and I uh, I want to kind of just talk to you about it while we're at it. It's funny because when you do have some success, um, sometimes the person that you would least expect to be your biggest cheerleader turns out to be one of your biggest cheerleaders, and sometimes the people that you would think would be your cheerleaders are missing in action. Yep, that is definitely true. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see what people are actually like reading your stuff or supporting you or rooting for you and to find other people that aren't that you wouldn't, like you said, you would expect them to be there and they're not really. And the surprising cheerleaders on the side that kind of come out of the woodworks has been kind of cool and neat to see and, but just definitely not expected, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, and I think I think it's set up that way so that when we realize those things and maybe we even get a little hurt by those things, that when we do have the folks that recognize the work and appreciate the work, we treasure that mm-hmm. knowledge that moment even more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's fun talking to authors. Yeah, talking shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. so um when you're when you're growing up and even continuing now, um, who are some of the authors or the books that you've enjoyed reading? Yeah, so um like I said, I was a very avid reader growing up. I was the kid who was literally at the end of my bed so I could read for my parents bedroom light in their bedroom close to my room and or in cars holding my book up so I could read in the headlights and all that but um, I loved all kinds of books growing up I liked things like the Magic Attic Club or American Girl series Nancy Drew uh, just all kinds as I got older I really tended more towards the Christian fiction um, genre mm-hmm. so I loved Kay Dacus is one of my favorite authors I've read her books multiple times and We'll probably read them again before I die. And um, <laughs> but I also so love a long time for that. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hopefully, as if God wills. But um, I've also loved Melanie Dickerson. Uh, she does more fairy tale retellings, but she has kind of a more biblical base to hers. They're not like overtly Christian, but she puts them in more of a historical setting. So it's not necessarily like the traditional fairy tale, but she those retellings of those. So I really like those. Um, I love anything kind of Regency era. I've recently gotten into authors like Abigail Wilson and um, Erica Vetch. I love their books. And they have some good mystery with their books too. And Julie Klassen is always good too. So. Wow. Well, that's a, a very good list, impressive list. I was noticing 
as I was reading Beauty Restored, A Winter Solstice Chronicle, your first mm-hmm. book, yeah. uh, in your writing, you uh, you go into some pretty good detail about uh, the environment, the scenery, mm-hmm. the way people are wearing, and that sort of thing. And it really uh, helps the reader realize your vision. And I mean, yeah, I think that and <laughs> I don't know if that's partly, yeah, I don't know if that's partly my theater background, just paying attention to that detail of like sets and costumes and actions well, and different things. I would say, but... <laughs> I was, one of the things I thought about as I was realizing that, and I was thinking, okay, now when someday when this is a movie, <laughs> I already know what Archimedes should look like. Right. Yep, I've been told that many times that people are like, I feel like I'm watching the movie in my head when I read it. And I think that's that's a really nice compliment. Yeah, yep, I love that. And I'm glad that people are able to get drawn into the worlds that I create. And it's worlds that I would love to visit myself. And so I love being able to create that for people and opening up that world for them. And, you know, that's why a lot of times I think when some books are made into movies, the person who read the book first and then went to the movie, a lot of times they'd be like, the book was so much better. Right. Yeah. You're like, you're not even close. (laughs) But I can remember when my children were young and Uh uh, I took them to one of the Harry Potter movies and, of course, Mm -hmm. I wanted to what my kids were reading. So I actually read a couple of the books too, and sure. they did a great job of mirroring the book with the movie. Yeah, I mean, those ones were pretty good and pretty close. I yeah. thought that too. So. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's pretty <clears throat> well. Uh, so uh, when do you think, are you still on schedule for beauty revealed for this year? Um, it's been pushed back a little bit. We've had some personal things going on in our life that have kind of pushed things back. So it's still a work in progress right now, but I'm hoping to finish it out. Hopefully it's soon. I'm hoping next few weeks that that might be a little ambitious for me, but it is almost finished. So um, it's just well, getting it over to know, the publisher and all that. But You can give yourself a little bit of a break. I mean, you've got oh, yeah. three, three in the series done and you've started yep. the You've got the first of a new series uh, out there in the world. I, I think you yep. can slow down just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I've given myself some grace on that. So I'm like, if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. But, yeah. Now, how's yeah. your biggest fan, your mother, doing these days? Oh, she's great. She's hanging in there. Uh, like I said, we've had some personal stuff going on, so it's been kind of hard. Uh-huh. But uh, she's well, hanging please. in there. She's a trooper and strong as always. So. Well, please tell her I said hello. I definitely will. Okay. And um, now I know these books are available in hardcover and paperback and e-books, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Are, are you uh, – I've, I've been asked this a couple times with, with my book. Uh, are you going to do an audio book? Yes. Um, actually, my mom is doing the audio for my book. And so she is a voiceover actor, which is pretty cool. And um, when I started publishing these, I was like, can you narrate my books? Because <laughs> I asked her, 
was like, oh, I would love to. I didn't know if you would want me to. I'm like, of course I would. That's so cool that an author could have her mom read her books. And yeah. 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 So, um, she's awesome at reading it, and she's recorded the prologue of Beauty Restored, and it's really, really good, and I love it. So it is coming. So, um, unfortunately, with some of the stuff going on in our house recently, we just haven't been able to get back to it, but um, it is in progress. So okay, we will we will keep our uh, eyes peeled for that. And tell us once again the the places that people can keep up on Ashley Beach, what you're doing, what your books are doing, where they're at, how they're available, all that kind of stuff. Where can people find that in one concise place? Yep. So the best place is probably my website because that has links to all my social media as well. Uh, that's again is beautyrestore.org. Um, but also my Facebook and Instagram pages are Beauty Restored 18, if you want to check those out or just search for Ashley, Ashley Beach author. Um, I also have put up a YouTube channel now that just has some videos talking about kind of my heart behind the stories and the Solstice Chronicles, especially right now. But just kind of the things that God has placed in my heart to put into these stories. And so that's been really cool to get up and going. And, different things but yeah definitely my website is probably the best place to go it has everything on there and it's the most centralized place for people to go and head up a landing place before they go to other places well i like that's that's very cool and i will as i said earlier i will have that in the uh uh the episode description i'll have a link to your website in there so folks all they have to do is tap or click and they'll they'll be on that information super highway in a ferrari and uh and uh, be right there. <laughs> Very good. So, well, Ashley, I always ask my guests, or I try to, unless I'm not not got my act together. I always <laughs> want to. <laughs> I always want to ask: Was there something I should have asked you about that I didn't? Um, I don't think so. I think you covered a lot of ground with me today, so I can't think of well, anything else that. I need to share with everyone. So. Okay. Well, I do have one other question. Do you have any more uh -huh. book signings coming up soon? Uh, yeah, I'm going to actually be partnering with a company called National Authors and Grocery Stores here. Actually, my first one's coming up next week. But um, right now, they're only in a few states, but it was started by self-published authors, so he understands the importance of getting in front of people and getting your books in the hands. And so... Um, he's really passionate about getting authors into grocery stores around the country, and it's only in a few states right now, unfortunately, but he is working constantly to get it into more states. But well, basically, so he partners with, like, the Kroger brand stores. So out here for us, it's King Supers, but I know other places, it's like Kroger, Fred Meyer, different places like that. Um, so well, you can basically go and sell your books in King Supers and get to meet lots of people. Well, that is awesome. I've I've heard about that uh, program. I I think it's it sounds exciting. It's going to be neat, and it's uh you know um, it's a great way for to introduce people to your book. And mm -hmm. I wish you the best. Any of our listeners that are uh, Kroger customers, or did you say Fred Meyer as well? Yeah, I can't remember all the name brands, but oh. Kroger is the main umbrella company. So any of those kinds of stores. Well, uh, don't be surprised if you're a uh, you're looking for bananas and you walk down another aisle and there's Ashley Beach out right. ready to tell you about the books. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Ashley, it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much for being on Southeast Iowa today. Yeah, thank you again for having me. It's great to talk to you again. This has been Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. They repair what they sell and don't in their full-time repair shop. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. B&B Propane and the family of jet stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Huffton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa. <laughs>